Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to our Convention of States podcast, That Provident Article. This podcast series is a weekly discussion concerning the fifth article of the U.S. Constitution, the amending provision, with a general view on the phrase Convention for Proposing Amendments and specific focus on the Convention of States Project. My name is Paul Hodson, a volunteer with the Convention of States Project in Texas, first as a district captain and now as co-director in the great state of Texas. Our goal is to continually educate ourselves on Article 5, to bring timely information relating to the Convention of States Article 5 movement, and to promote the use of Article 5 to rein in our federal government. For more information regarding the Convention of States project, please visit www.conventionofstates.com. We welcome your participation in our podcast, including calling in at phone number 914-205-5632. You can also contact us by email, my email is director.tx.paul at tx-cos.com. My Twitter handle is at directortxpaul. You can find this episode and all our previous episodes at www.blogtalkradio.com slash DC for hd 58 or on iTunes, search for That Provident Article. All of the music you hear is brought to you courtesy of America's most patriotic rock band, endorsers of the Convention of States Project, Madison Rising. Please visit their website at www.madisonrising.com. We begin each episode by reciting the pertinent information from Article 5 of the U.S. Constitution. The Congress, on the application of the legislatures of two-thirds of the several states, shall call a convention for proposing amendments, which shall be valid to all intents and purposes, as part of this Constitution, when ratified by the legislatures of three-fourths of the several states, or by conventions in three-fourths thereof, as the one or the other mode of ratification may be proposed by the Congress. And then we read our our own specific application that we have. The legislature of the state of fill-in-the-blank hereby applies to Congress under the provisions of Article 5 of the Constitution of the United States, for the calling of a convention of the states limited to proposing amendments to the Constitution of the United States that impose fiscal restraints on the federal government, limit the power and jurisdiction of the federal government, and limit the terms of office for its officials and for members of Congress. And a Merry Christmas to you on this December 26th, the day after Christmas, 2015. We're going to go with the Convention of States News right now. I direct you, first of all, to the Convention of States News blog on our main site, www.conventionofstates.com, backslash news blog. You can always catch up with the current news and the past week's news, again, in chronological order with the most recent news stories up at the top of the page. And you can scroll down and you can go back and you can search through even through uh, our archives of news stories. I want to point out just a couple to you as we prepare then for our presentation in a few minutes. Rob Nadelson has written a piece on the Tenth Amendment and its lack of applicability to the Article 5 process, and he cites multiple Supreme Court rulings in his article. I would recommend you check that out. It's some good information to have when you're speaking with uh, some of our friends and our supporters who are also big Tenth Amendment supporters, which we are. 
but there are two different processes, and we want to keep that in mind as we look at the Tenth Amendment and how that applies, and as we look at Article 5 and how that applies to the, the options we have in restoring our nation as a republic. Uh, another article there, which is dealing with really the, the hot topic of the last couple of weeks in, at the federal level, which has been the omnibus bill, which passed $1.1 trillion in spending. And this is an article which discusses that Article 5 is really the means we have of combating this continued congressional action in which they, they come out and they spend money on just about anything which uh, any of them wishes, not really any true constraints there. So Article 5 is, is our option in combating that. Uh, a great short article there. Again, even if you have someone in power and you can has come across as a fiscal conservative, uh, does not seem to stop them from spending money that we do not have. And finally, a Christmas message which came out uh, on the 25th, on Christmas Day, and it's an appeal. Uh, first of all, it's a, it's a thank you for all the support that we've had over the last several years but an appeal to consider applying to be a district captain in your state. If you don't have a district captain in your district already, uh, we would ask you to consider that uh, seriously. The district captain is the lifeblood of the Convention of States project. They are the uh, local uh, communication that we have with our state legislators, with our supporters and volunteers in the district, and then upwards to the state leadership. State leadership cannot be everywhere and cannot know everything that's going on cannot contact everyone. It's the local level. That's the whole idea of the structure and the organization of the Convention of States. So consider being a district captain if there isn't one there. If there is one and that, that person needs help, uh, consider contacting them directly. You should have their email contact information or even a phone phone contact information through our, our Nation Builder tool. And you can go ahead and contact them and, and volunteer to help. Uh, this is a, a great opportunity to dig in at the local level, and that's what we're going to be talking about here at our presentation. And that's a nice segue there into our presentation. Today we're going to be discussing grassroots and political parties, a symbiotic relationship. So a little bit different from what we've covered in the past in which we look at some of the nuts and bolts of Article 5. This is a much more practical presentation today. Uh, slide 1 begins with uh, our Convention of States mission statement. Quote, to urge and empower state legislators to call a convention of states to propose amendments to the Constitution to curb the abuses of the federal government, end quote. So nice, short, to the point, as a mission statement supposed to be. A couple of uh, bullet points under this to understand. The only participants with actual authority to accomplish this task are the state legislators, and that's mentioned there in that mission statement. We want to urge and empower state legislators to call this convention. Another very practical and realistic point to understand, almost every state legislator in the country is a member of a political party. In fact, it is probably just a handful who are what would be uh, determined to be independents, not a member of uh, either Democrat, Republican, uh, perhaps Libertarian parties, some of the other minor parties. They're almost all a member of a political party. And so the question we ask today is, how does this inform us in terms of fulfilling our mission statement there? How, do we, how, how can we best urge and empower these state legislatures, legislators to call this convention? Uh, what does it mean, the, uh, the, their involvement and our involvement, perhaps, with the political parties? And I'm going to tend to uh, discuss more the Republican issues. And if there's any, any folks out there who are Democrats who wish to 
weigh in on this at some point, drop me a line, uh, send an email, call in. Uh, that would be helpful uh, because I'm looking at this uh, from my personal experience as a in the Republican Party. Slide number two is, is just, uh, again, some very realistic observations that are made is, is who influences a legislator? Well, you've got donors, and you've got constituents, and you've got party members and officials. And participation in these groups is not mutually exclusive. You can have donors who are constituents, obviously, and constitu constituents who are members of, of a political party, and you know, party members can be donors and, and so forth. Uh, but by definition, our work within the Convention of States project is done as constituents. We mentioned in even the news section that last that last news item dealing with district captains. We are we are organized and structured as a very local uh, organization, building from the ground up and having access and communication and grassroots support in each district. That's our structure. We align with the lower house districts in each state. And this is an emphasis on the focus of the legislators' true constituents being involved. But what about participation with a political party? Let's go ahead and move on to slide number three. How does the political party exert influence with a legislator? Well, some of the bullet points I've got here, fundraising support. Obviously, they can help with gathering up fundraising. They can be some power brokers for some deals, and those are things which are behind the scenes we don't always know about, sometimes rarely find out about. Uh, there's leadership endorsements. You know, if you get a government or a governor or a lieutenant governor or an attorney general, uh, somebody in state leadership endorsing you, that's terrific. If you get county officials endorsing you, that can be very helpful. Somebody at a very uh, local level, say running for a county seat of a commissioner or even for constable, a leadership endorsement from somebody at the county level can be very valuable to them. The political party can can grant access to party leaders. They have information from the party, inside information. So this is influence which the party has and can run up the chain to these legislators and, and say, here's kind of what the, the thinking is inside the party right now on a particular issue. Speaking of issues, uh, there are actual specific platform planks and positions, which in each state, they're going to have their own uh, platform and the planks there, and then those even get rolled up to the national level for your political party as to where do we stand on various issues. Now, there is typically no mechanism in these platforms or in the rules to compel a candidate or a legislator to actually follow these positions or to vote on them in the way in which the platform or the plank states, but that is that is a mechanism, that is a tool that we have within the grassroots and within the party to exert some influence on these officials. You can say, it's in the platform. You should be voting on this this in this manner. And then finally, the uh, influence comes from the bottom-up promotion of issues of concern, and, and we're really going to focus on this uh, for the remainder of the session here. Uh, this comes from regional party leaders, county leaders, precinct leaders. Uh, most states are organized in a manner in which there is uh, some type of regional party leaders. Here in Texas, we have uh, we are divided by our Senate districts, and we have two pairs of leaders in, in each Senate district who form an executive committee, and they, they actually operate the party throughout the two years between our, our state conventions, and they meet quarterly, and they can direct a lot of different policy and rules as long as they are not outside the what has been deemed uh, the rules and the platform planks that were voted on at the convention. 
Uh, but they get information, obviously, from the county leaders, county chairs, and then even lower than that, uh, here in Texas, we have precinct leaders, precinct chairs. Uh, these are very low level, the, the voting precincts, and a lot of influence can be can be brought by these folks, and, and we're going to cover some of that in some detail. Slide four. So getting involved with a political party. First of all, it's not for everyone. So don't think that this is a big push, and I'm trying to promote getting involved with a political party, and everyone should jump in. You know, if just 10% of our supporters and volunteers in a district were to get involved, 10 out of 100, that can greatly influence the direction and thinking of that entire district because if you attend a lot of these uh, party functions or party meetings, you'll see that there's it's not a huge number of people typically involved at that level, in that local level. And you can have a lot of sway. If we get 10 folks in there, we can carry a lot of weight and and a lot of influence. So again, not if you're hesitant about being involved, do not violate your conscience. Okay, if you have reasons for for whatever they are to not be involved in the political party, uh, I know there's a lot of resistance and hesitation, especially in grassroots. Uh, we're going to cover that in a few minutes, but I don't want you to violate your conscience. If you can't be involved, if there's no reason for you that you can find to support something, don't jump in. But then realize here, uh, let's go to the other side. Here at the Convention of States, we are fundamentally seeking a political solution. Don't don't lose sight of that. We're trying to work within the existing political structure, and working within it provides us access and a voice which is not available to just a constituent. And that's somewhat what I'm trying to emphasize here is, is you get a different amount of access if you are involved with the party. And it's relatively easy to get involved. We want to talk about that. You can start at the lowest levels. On to slide number five, some practical advice on getting involved. Consider supporting a local candidate. It does not have to cost you any money. And you can donate your time, phone calls, block walking, and you can control your choice of candidate. And for my own personal experience, my wife and I, eight years ago, we found out about a, a local candidate running for county commissioner. And out here in Texas, the county commissioners, there's four per county, and they are in charge, really the big thing they're in charge of is the roads. And that's a big deal, taking care of road service and potholes. You know, we think that, that all politics is local. These people really are involved in that. We block walked for a candidate for county commissioner, and uh, we had actually quite an interesting time doing that. You get involved, and people will begin to notice you. But you, there's all kinds of candidates locally you can think of. And you are probably going to be able to find at least one with whom, you know what, I either know that person or I know somebody who knows that person. They're highly recommended. That's somebody you can be comfortable supporting, somebody for a school board. City officials like the mayor or the police chief, county officials, there's judges, district attorneys, commissioners, constables, sheriffs. You, there might be state officials, uh, legislators, uh, certainly the state legislators that, that are uh, in our purview with the Convention of States. If you find one... You can personally endorse, and, and this is where you want to be careful. Convention of States cannot support anybody, but you as an individual can go ahead and do that. But executive officials like governor, lieutenant governor, attorney general, etc., there is nothing preventing you from being involved in any of those types of campaigns and supporting these officials as they run for office. On to slide number six here. Some more practical advice. You can volunteer as an election clerk or an election judge. I've, I've done that, and uh, one of the uh, more rewarding things to do is to serve as an election judge in your county. You can volunteer to help 
with any party activities that are going on. There are fundraisers, promotional events. For these local parties, uh, party groups, the, the party functions, these are their lifeblood, is to, is to have the fundraisers, these events. Typically, they're going to have a Fourth of July event, a President's Day event. You know, you're going to have just about one a quarter. So springtime or, or here in the wintertime, we've got the President's Day. In springtime, there will be, of course, big events here in Texas around the uh, state convention. And then in the summer, you have Fourth of July. And in the fall, we're going to have another, the general election. You'll have some things around those. Uh, you want to consider participation as a low-level party official. And here in Texas, I'm going to say a precinct chairman. Uh, that may be true in, in most states it's called a precinct chairman. You will be amazed at how many precinct chair positions are vacant. And when those opportunities arise and there's one that's vacant in the precinct you are in, you have activity or participation in any of these other events that we have discussed, you will get noticed, and you may well get asked to help as a precinct chair. And I am a perfect example of that. Uh, we did not have a precinct chair in my precinct. I was doing uh, some work, one, for helping to promote this uh, county commissioner. Two, I was working volunteers and as an election judge, and then getting involved in convention estates and making my presence known there for that specific reason, I was asked by the county chair, uh, would I would I wish to be a precinct chair? And you know what? There's nobody there. Uh, depending on what you want to do and how much involvement you want to be in that position, they're looking for people to help fill out those slots and to at least have somebody there who's involved. And precinct chairs are voting members at the county level, and there are, there are issues which will come up and resolutions which come up which can influence your county's position, which in turn influence the state position on a variety of issues, and this gives you a voice, and you get to bring a voice which has a voice which is also uh, being informed by your understanding of the Constitution and Article 5 and the Convention of States. Slide number seven, some of the benefits of being involved. If you're involved in the party, it's going to compel you to interact and communicate with other party leaders. They will want to know about the Convention of States because you now have a voice, and they will look to you for information. This is going to be the county chairs, other precinct chairs. You're going to get an opportunity to meet some of those regional executive officials, such as we have here in Texas. Those people are going to be attending those meetings that you'll end up being at, and they're going to want to find out some information from you. What are you interested in? What are you doing uh, to promote whatever issue that you're you're dealing with? And you'll have convention of states to speak to. You're you're going to build some great uh, relationships there just by the fact that you are involved with the party. And you may well get opportunities, even at the last moment at some meetings, to speak for one minute, two minutes, five minutes about what's going on with convention of states locally, statewide, and nationally. And you can, from time to time, ask to speak at a regular meeting and get on the agenda. I have done that multiple times here with, with my party, my local party here in Texas. And your state legislators will participate, which means they will show up at local events with the party. Okay, And this means you will have access to them. There are lots of concerns. How do I have access to my state legislators? If you get involved in their political party, the party that they are in, Okay, so if, you're, if they're Republicans and you get involved with the Republican Party, they're going to be there. You're going to have more difficulty, obviously, if they're Democrats and you're Republican and, and you're attending the, the Republican meetings. That's not going to happen. You're going to have to wait till more of the general election. And I would encourage you, if you're district captains in a Republic, uh, and you're Republican but you have a Democratic state legislator, 
find some volunteers who are Democrats and get them to help you on this. The party involvement can be a big help and a big boost to getting access to folks. So anyway, the people who are involved with the party will have access to these legislators. It might only be for one or two minutes. It's a public place. They are not going to turn you down if you go up, introduce yourself, shake their hand, uh, say, hey, I'm from the Convention of States Project. I'm also involved with the party here. I'm with the Convention of States. And here's what have something ready to 30 to 60 seconds in which you can explain what's going on. Because if they're doing their job as state legislators, they will get to know you. That's, that's something that's going to be on their radar, and they will be paying attention. On to slide number eight as we continue. The party is the problem. I, I mentioned that real briefly. There are, there's hesitation, resistance, and a lot of grassroots folks. There's a lot of frustration out there. I understand that. That's why we have the Convention of States, folks. People are frustrated, and people are frustrated at the party and what it promises, and then it doesn't deliver. I don't really want to get involved. We have to face some hard, cold political reality, folks. A third party even if started now, would probably not be viable for at least eight years, if not longer, if ever. It's very difficult. And remember, at the beginning I said we are dealing fundamentally with a political issue. We have to get this through, and we have to get votes from state legislators who are members of a political party. If you don't get involved, then you're expecting someone else to fix that issue with the political party. This is an opportunity we have. With the Convention of States Project, we have this opportunity to take advantage of this high level of political activism and pursue not just the restoration of the republic, but also an opportunity to refocus the direction of a political party. We have the numbers to make this a reality. That's the great news. And this is a symbiotic relationship and one in which both sides benefit from the other. Not always true with the symbiotic relationship. We can, each side can benefit from the other. We can build up support numbers for a political party, and we can garner support for the Convention of States Project and the Article 5 movement within those, uh, within the people who are already involved in, the, uh, in a political party in some manner. You'd be surprised at how many people don't really know but are fascinated to hear about this and are, are greatly interested in knowing what the Convention of States is in detail. These folks, they talk politics all the time. This is their lifeblood. They they live off it. The people who are really involved, they'll eat this stuff up. You you won't have any problem getting uh, 30, 45 minutes with them speaking about just this. They'll, they'll ask you questions. They will sharpen you. It's a terrific opportunity to be involved, to sharpen yourself, to inform them, and a lot of doors will be open that, that you'll be surprised by. Last slide, slide number nine. The time is now. Uh, this is a presidential election cycle, and it, we're going to be moving into high gear in the next couple of weeks as we move towards uh, Iowa and then New Hampshire. These primaries are coming up very quickly, and as these are being held, the campaigns are starting to pour time, money, and people into different areas of the country. And all candidates at all levels are looking for support and help. As these primaries are going on for president, there are a lot of local offices also being uh being held and uh, races being held for those offices, and these candidates need help. They they would love to have your support. If you find somebody in your in your locality that you want to support, jump in and help if you have the time, and if you have the inclination. And the odds are really good that somebody in the party is going to take notice and going to want you to get plugged in in some way. Again, don't violate your conscience. 
but take advantage of these opportunities. And you need to decide if this is an option you wish to pursue. And I'm not going to say this is no more level of commitment. It is an added level of commitment in ours, but I believe it greatly benefits your time, your contacts, your efforts with the Convention of States project. There's a tremendous amount of overlap. It doesn't double your time, in other words. It adds to it, but there is a lot of Convention of States uh, marketing and promotion you can do as you are doing these other things with your political party. Um, if there's any questions, we'll be going to the phones here in a few moments. I, I can't emphasize enough how valuable this opportunity is if you're inclined to do so. And district captains especially out there, if, if you are inclined to do this, terrific. If you're not, find some supporters and volunteers in your district who are. Their chances are very good that there's already one or two at least in the party, already involved in the party, who, if they are not already volunteers and supporters, have heard of us and are interested and just need a little bit of a push. We we get this in here, and we will have a lot of influence, and, and it will lead to um, what we are going to discuss next week, which is platform and resolutions and how that can help. You've got to be involved in the party to get that moving, and once once we uh, discuss that next week, some of that will begin to make a little more sense. Okay, we're going to head to the phones. Again, our guest call in line is 914-205-5632. Again, res speak respectfully. Keep to the subject. I want to encourage dialogue. 914-205-5632 if you are so inclined. And we're live and ready for phone calls. I'm going to vamp for just a moment in case anybody wants to call in. Otherwise, we're going to we're going to cut away quickly to hear at least most of Madison Rising's song "Soldiers Christmas." We thought we'd do that in honor of, of Christmas week here. Um, I'll give my my quick credits because I don't have them running over their song. Again, I want to thank give a thank you out to uh, Madison Rising and and their their graciousness in allowing us to use their music on our podcast. Also, thank you to the Convention of States Project to uh, both Mike, Mark Meckler and Mike Ferris. To the entire Texas Convention of States team, I have people on the slide there, but we actually are, are getting larger and larger on our on our team. I'm going to have to update our slides. Um, I see no phone calls. I'm going to go ahead and let uh, Madison Rising play us out with Soldiers Christmas. Of all falling back home where I'm from Thanksgiving's come, Thanksgiving's gone And my family tells stories round their Christmas tree In the warm living room on Christmas Eve And the candlelight shimmers as I write down the song Please fall away from family and home as the pen hits paper Shadows grow long, but I stay here a soldier. Just me and my gun on this Christmas, I'll tell you the truth in my heart. From a place that's forgotten, time, God, and love, I'll stay here, man. My word and faith, there's nothing in this world that I wouldn't trade to go home.
Nothing was 